Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, I'm Scott David Chase. This is my truth. Tell me yours. Uh, on this episode, I talked to my good friend Dan Blakesley and his buddy and current tour mate, Tommy Alexander. Um, I get the window down. I'm sitting in my car, which I'm sure is annoying. Mr. Duncan Watts, the, or sorry, Duncan Watt. It's a singular Watt. Uh, the, the producer extraordinaire for the podcast network, but it's a beautiful day out. Yeah. Been living life with the window down for many months now in the wintertime, so I'm enjoying a brief, uh, brief time sitting in the car with the windows down before I have to go to work. Uh, Dan and Tommy and I sat into in uh, White Heron Tea Room in Portsmouth. It's owned by Dan's brother, Jonathan Blakesley. And, uh, you know, I had Dan on the podcast about a year and a half ago, maybe a little bit more, almost two years now. But we recorded outside at Prescott Park in Portsmouth, and the audio fidelity for that recording was not great because we were outside. So, uh, you know, I brought it inside. It was still in a crowded tea room, coffee room, so, you know, there was still background noise, but uh, a little less... uh, wind little little less elements in it um i also had uh, two two appearances by previous this is my truth tell me yours guests uh pop in popping in on this uh chelsea paulini uh, who was stopping by to get coffee and then jonathan blakesley himself who uh, was running around doing his uh doing his his hustle uh running white heron so uh dan and tommy are on a nine date five-state tour right now uh, in New England, and uh, last night was their first night of the tour here in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Tonight we'll be in Newburyport, Mass., and then we go through the dates early on, so this will be up after a couple more dates have gone, but, you know, hopefully uh, if you're hearing this when this comes out, you can catch at least one of their shows on the tour. Uh, Tommy's from uh, uh, Oregon, Portland, Oregon, so he came out to do this little tour with Dan, and uh, yeah, it was a fun chat, uh, pretty pretty loose, low-key chat about music and art and such, and uh, yeah, a lot of fun, hope you enjoy. Is this going or oh, should we not know? It's going. No, it's, uh, going. it's going. I've often, like, I like ease them into it because, like, there's, not only am I into Star Wars, but I have a huge collection of, of Action plastic, figures. Yeah, of action oh, figures. Yeah. And so I'm just like, how do you feel about, like, collectibles and collections? And I'm like, oh, yeah, a couple <laughs> things are cool. And be like, all right, you're not coming over. Yeah, a couple ever. things. Yeah, yeah, right. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But, you know... <laughs> I don't do drugs. I drink like once a year. Exactly. That's my voice. So, yeah. Um, since there's two voices, well, my voice and then your two voices, why don't you each say your name so that people. What's listen. your voice? I'm an Dan Blakesley. Uh, nope. No, this is Come Scott on. David Chase. And Tommy Alexander. And Dan Blakesley, a.k.a. Dr. Gas. That was terrible. I'm sorry. (laughs) 
That was terrible, too. It's early. Continue, <laughs> well, uh, Scott yeah, David it's, Chase. It's, it's, yeah, it's like 11 o'clock, but you guys both played a show last night here in beautiful Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Heck yeah. Book, Book and Bar. bar. Yep. You've played there before. Yeah, yeah, many times. Yep. Have you played there before? No, that was my first time. Have you played in Portsmouth before? One time in like 2009. I don't remember where, though. I think I actually saw it yesterday. I think it was like a bar near Booking Bar, across the street, maybe. Rusty Hammer, maybe? Maybe. Huh. Is there a downstairs uh, music room? No, I'm trying to think of what The only was... one I can think of is Muddy River Smokehouse. Did that used to be called something else? Well, well what then, was... then it was called something else. What was across from Book and Bar that burned down like six years oh, ago? Oh, yeah, no, not that doesn't... They, they didn't, didn't do, really do music. They didn't do music there. I might be making up the thing about the downstairs. Wait, yes, they did. They did. I mean, they have before. Thir- the past. Thirsty Moose used to be Muddy that's River. What I, that's, that's what I. Yeah, that's yeah. Muddy River. And they did do. It was they called, did do music down there. When was it? It was Thirsty Moose, I think. Yeah. So it might have not been. It's as been well. like seven or eight years that it's been Thirsty Moose. Yep. And there's one in Dover. Eight years. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, they yep. do a lot of music there. So you guys are. This is night. This is the day of night, night two. two. Wow. And you're playing in Newburyport. Yes. Nine shows. Yes, nine shows, five states, yeah. two musical comrades, nice. Tommy and Dan. Nice. So what, what are the other dates, just so when this goes up, if, if people are in that area? Okay. Uh, so, well, so last well, night, 4-4, four, four, you guys played Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Tonight's 4-5, you're playing New Report, Mass. So this will go up after that, so that hopefully they right. either saw the show, or sorry, you missed it. <laughs> right. I, uh, yeah, yeah, Saturday we play. Burlington, Burlington, Vermont. Where are you playing there? At the Lamp Shop, uh, Light Club Lamp Shop. It's attached to the Radio Bean. It's a cool little listening room with nice. a, it is, a good vibe. Yeah, one of my favorite venues in the country. Filled with vintage lamps. and. Oh, that's cool. And he said you guys first met in Burlington. Are you from there? I lived there from 2009 um, till 15. Okay. Yeah. Where do you live now? I live in Portland, Oregon now. Okay. So you just are you just out for this tour? Yes. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got it. I got it. And then, uh, oh, I messed up on this little printout. Oh no. Technical difficulties? No. Just no, I didn't. No. Oh my god, I was seeing things. Okay, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We're playing at Dreamaway Lodge in Beckett, Massachusetts. Then on Monday, we're playing at Clear River Tavern in Pittsfield, Vermont. Okay. <clears throat> great. So really you guys are all spot. Over Yeah, we're doing a lot of Vermont back and forth. Yeah. And then we're playing Tuesday at the Hive in Burlington. Uh, Tuesday, April uh, 9th. And then April 11th, South Kingstown, Rhode Island, which is also Wakefield, Rhode Island, which is also Peacedale, Rhode Island, just to confuse you more, at a place called Pump House Music Works. Pump House Music Works? Yeah. And it's an old, it's an old uh, pump house that someone started um, that was vacant for many years, and someone decided to open up an uh, instrument-making facility there. And have shows. It's now, now, for those amazing. of us ignorant, <clears throat> Pump House, that's not a yes. house of ill repute, no. is it? No, it is not. Good job, Scott. <laughs> I told you. Uh, <laughs> no, it's 
No, it's an old pump house on a pond. Okay. On a lake. And then, uh, and then we're playing Portland, Maine on April 12th at Aphodian Theater, which is uh, such a great room up there. It's a tiny little art space uh, that feels like you're in Twin Peaks. Yeah. And, uh, and then uh, April 13th at The Loft in Somerville, Mass. Nice. Which is a friend of mine's art space in Somerville. Yeah, I, I think the last time I saw you play was... Nope, that's a lie. I've been to a show there. You've been to the loft. I've been to the loft. Yes. I saw... Um, and you're going to go to Market Basket beforehand. It's right in front. Yeah, it's like right on the corner of it. No, I went to a invite-only. It was uh, Stephen Brodsky and oh, yeah. Adam McGrath and uh, Johnny Nothrup. I know I'm saying his name wrong. Yeah. But when I was there... There were flyers for an art show that was happening, like a like an art bazaar that was happening next weekend. And it was your art. Oh uh, yes, yeah. totally. Yeah, yeah. So that was a couple. Uh, it was a couple of December's ago. Yeah, uh, that was pretty cool though. It was um, uh, Steve Brodsky's grandmother came to the show, and she was I want to say she was like ninety two or something yeah. like that. And it was only the second. Oh my god, time. getting up all those stairs. Well, they helped Jeez. her up and. But it was only the second time she had ever seen him play. And I was at the show the first time she saw him play that summer, too. And then she passed away like three or four months later. But so I was like, I got to see it's her amazing entire. She got to see him play. Yeah, her, her entire Steve Brodsky live viewing experience. experience. Yep. Yeah. Um, wow. Are you guys playing with a bunch of people at the lot? Or? We're with Audrey Ryan. Okay. The, 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 the gal who yeah, yeah. like runs the space. Yep. Yep, oh, and also uh, at the Hive in Burlington, we're playing with our pal Eric George and your pal. Oh yeah, Jedediah Kane. Jedediah Kane. He's from uh, Peekskill. Yep. Oh, nice. also one more thing to add. Yeah. Tommy and I are doing a little recording session nice. on Sunday the thirteenth with Eric George. He's doing this thing where he's asked a bunch of different friends of his to cut a single on this this weekend that we're going to record on thirteenth. And it's called, the, he's going to put out a co- compilation called Singles Weekend. Nice. So it's like all of, like a bunch of pals at his yeah. cutting singles that weekend. That's cool. I'm That's super cool. excited about that yeah. one. Yeah. Have you figured out what you're going to do yet? I just, I didn't know about it until yesterday. I know. No, I didn't, I haven't thought about it I'm to write something for it. I think. What? Well, because I don't know. Are you going to write a brand newie? Yeah. Nice. Do you hear that? Yep. Exclusive, brand new, brand new song. <laughs> yeah, keep it exclusive. Awesome. You could also do a, um, you know, you could also consider the the under under pressure cover. Mm-hmm. Do a little little uh, duet. Oh yeah, duet would be nice. Under pressure. <laughs> well, since our drive is only twenty five minutes today, you'll have time to write something. Yeah, exactly. Write an album. And you had the Calabash Club <laughs> play with you last night. Did they? Yeah. Did they play with you as well? No, but they were amazing. Love those guys. So good. It, t- it turns out that see, it's so funny. It's like the ways of communication with my band are are uh, like one of them really likes the texts, right? And the other the other two are okay with the texts, but they prefer email. One of them it's great with a phone, but it's like it's like so the ways of communication are like okay when I send show dates, yeah. Like, they, like I get responses in different areas, so so it's like I can't remember. Can I make what? a get? Can I make guesses? My guess is Nick is good with text. Everything, all yep. of them. Effenberger 
is good with the emails. Yes. He does text too, though. What's your drummer's email's name? Better. I his name. Jim. Jim. So which one is he? Jim usually, I mean, right with the phone. he will answer a text, but it, but it, but it'll take a while. Yeah. But he's he's good with with email, but it's sort of like ever like uh, whenever we like solidify show, I'm just so happy that we we did it. We're doing yeah. it. We're, we're all the different ways we're, of we're communicating. Try, we're trying to play more and more shows because right. we realized the year that the, the Alley Walker came out which is my full band album right. we only played like four or five shows together so we're trying to make up for it this year but I was going to say they're playing in Portland with us and I for some reason I didn't I didn't know that awesome. I'm so excited that's amazing and that's the 13th the, uh, no Portland is uh, tw- uh, 12 12, 12 Dave, so it's a week from today yep Shoot, I, I won't be able to make it. Dang it. Um, Dude, what's your schedule? I'll text and email I, and phone you. And uh, we'll get you in on the loop. <laughs> I, this was actually pretty good. You got back to me within within a day this time. I always feel bad because you're all, like you're literally the busiest person I know. So Nope. I, Jonathan Blakesley. Nah, that could be true. <laughs> you're the, you're you're the busiest on the go person I know. You're you're very sweet. Maybe I should slow chill out then. <laughs> no, not saying that at all. all right. I mean, you're the you're the king of hustle. Um, well, it, it's you're one of those people that when I when I talk to people, because people give me a hard time about doing a lot of different stuff. And I'm just like, oh, you met Dan Blakesley? And they're like, well, yeah, but Dan Blakesley's not human. He's, Scott makes amazing paintings. Sometimes, sometimes. Dude, I know what I know. What? I know what I know. All right, fair enough. Um, God, I had a oh man, I had a painting for your lady that I was going to give you, and I oh that is awesome. Oh, it'd be more awesome if I had brought it. I'm coming through. We're coming through yeah. on uh, going to Portland. Cool. Yeah. Going to Portland that day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll be in touch. We'll be in touch. It's sitting right against my door in my apartment. Oh, nice. Because yeah. cool. I, I got it out last night. Uh, she had asked me about it before, so I was like, I'm just going to pass it along to Dan when I see him. But yeah, that's I didn't, I didn't remember. But uh, no, you're you're super busy hustling all the time because you do art, you do music. Yep. A um, little bit of this, a little bit of that. A little break dancing. A little break dancing, a little beatboxing. Jump rope. So what was the, so you guys you guys have played together before? How did how did yeah. this little how did this tour come about? Okay, Dan had been touring on the West Coast a year ago, right? And I'd help and Tommy just get help me some stuff that. together. And then I just I think I just asked you I was like we should do some Northeast stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then he said when and I said how about this chunk of time? And he said sounds good. And then he just started booking it. Nice. And yep. we we had a t- we had we were we were properly out like we I think we came up with the idea maybe eight months ago or something. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I I think less than that. Maybe maybe less. But that's that's good. It's like for the first time in a long time, someone's asked me to do a tour, and there's enough time to actually book stuff ahead of time. Yeah. Like usually, well, because Tommy's also a booking agent, so he knows like you know when that when the proper. Uh, uh, time is, uh, you know, yeah, whether you or not you get it. Yeah, yeah, right, right. 
And you also, I mean, I don't think Look at this one. What's that? Yeah, you can go backwards <laughs> on a main street here. <laughs> um, you you also do pretty much all the art for flyers for your shows. Oh yeah, um, yep. So I mean, how much lead time do you need for something like that? I mean, I know you have some um, images that you've used for more than one, just because right, you know. Right, right. I can't so do a brand new poster day. for every show. Right. But it's like I usually do. Um, I mean, it usually takes me like the poster I did for our for our tour probably yeah. took like like fifteen hours something like that. But yeah. it's like I usually uh, like to do it before like when I finish this one, yeah. just to have it like done way early to like start promoting super, super early. But it was so crazy. All these people reached out to me in October about doing artwork, and I was like, man, I can't touch anything until it, it, at least like the first week of January. I'm yeah. like so backed up right now and I said, everyone get back to me then. There were tw 12 people like between then and like January 1st that had wanted artworks. So I'm like, okay, January 2nd came and I started, I wrote back to all of them. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I have nothing going on in January. No, my inbox is like ghost town. No one got yeah. back to me and I'm like, what? You wanted me desperately to do your beer label. You wanted me to do your book cover, album cover, like whatever. And then, Slowly, I mean, it's it's tough around the holidays because people have holiday brain. I'm I'm guilty of it too. I love it. It actually makes me really happy. I get relaxed and hyped up. And uh, but all those people got back to me in Jan in uh, February, but they didn't all approve the sketches to the end of February. So then it was like I have one month to knock out 12 pieces of artwork that are like really complicated oh big projects <laughs> which is a and do the poster for the tour so I was like freaking out and I finally was able to finish it and I and I drove to all the towns and put them up and yeah. to get the word out but I'm glad I yeah he does that like old school man like yeah. goes to the towns before the gigs puts the posters up yeah. posters. well instead of like sometimes you'll mail them to the venues you won't even see them up at the venue right. I'm like what yeah, you know what I mean. It's can't like trust it, someone else to do the job. Yeah. Oh, we, we put an event up on Facebook. We yeah. yeah. We, yep. uh, which as if that's gonna do anything. <laughs> right. I mean, it is the primary way I think a lot of people hear about shows now, but it's the way algorithms work. Some like I've oftentimes like heard about stuff like the day of the show. I'm like, I wish I had heard about. It. They're like, oh, we put it up three weeks ago, and I'm like. The way the algorithms work, I don't see it. You know. Well, it's it's weird for this for this tour. I put up. Uh, it was a week ago. I started making the uh, the Facebook events. Right. And I because uh, I was so busy hanging the posters, making the poster, like whatever. And uh, so so I started making the the Facebook events. And then the next day, I checked the events that I posted. So I made the event, and then I shared it to my page. And then the next day, I opened up my my feet my. Facebook and like there was like one like on each one. I'm like, shit. That means like no one saw it. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, how do you get through? Do you get stuff all the time from Facebook asking you to be like, hey, if you yep. want to boost this, sponsor like, boost. Yeah, boost. it's they want money or else, and then right, or else no one will see it. Well, that's the thing. But once you give them money, 
then you always have to give them money. That's the problem. It's like I I I did this sneaky thing my, on my last tour, and it actually worked. It was like uh, I was like, okay, what do people love? People love kittens. I love kittens. So I found this picture of this calico kitten running through a field. It is the most beautiful uh, thing. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna share this on my, on my Facebook wall and say, and I typed in, who is seeing this? And all of a sudden, like, 350 likes and like 120 comments. I'm like, okay, okay, all right, this is good, right? So then the next day, I put up the same kitten image, but I'd written my show uh, info on it, right. like a show poster. Right. And I put that up there and I wrote, typed in, who is seeing this? And there were about, uh, like a hundred uh, likes and about 60 comments yeah and then the next day I put up that same image the poster with the kitten and all the information on it and I type wrote hey I'm playing a show at this time this date like whatever and there were maybe six likes and no comments huh that's interesting yeah so there's I mean there's gotta be so if you type in concert or show or I'm playing performance right. a show time a show date even if you do 3 slash 7 instead of March 7th right. it still gets that we're trying to I was trying my way around it by doing 3 space dash space 7 to see if <laughs> you know, they're here to hear this oh my god <laughs> they're, they got ears everywhere I mean I don't want you guys to be nervous but I'm pretty sure Alice Cooper is looking at us through the bin <laughs> I love that over there he's uh, I mean you know times are tough I'm sure Alice Cooper's working for right. Facebook now right. he's their well, field correspondent you know what's you know what's really crazy so this friend of mine uh, and I were talking the other night and he was being fresh he was talking about his pickle but in reference to we won't say it. Kosher but, cucumbers. But it was, it was hilarious. Like, all the stuff he was saying is like, oh, yeah, I like my pickle. Like, whatever. All of a sudden, on my phone, pickle ad. Yeah. I was so mad. I was like, come on, man. Yeah. I already covered up all my the cameras on my my phone and right. my computer and all that stuff. And, like, but, um. Yeah, I, yeah, um, it's me, crazy. me and a friend, we had a conversation about that about a year and a half ago about how, you know, the, the microphones are always on listening and. So. And if you constantly say a certain word over the course of that conversation, it'll appear in your... We, we talked about that, so we decided, and we didn't even say it out loud, we like wrote it down and we showed each other, so we started talking about Val Kilmer, and then like in the next day or two we started getting, like I started seeing all these ads for like Val Kilmer movies, all, like, mm-hmm. available on Amazon, available on Amazon, and, and he started getting stuff too, so yeah, it's crazy how That's works. nuts. I, w- I wonder if there's some kind of like... There's got to be some way to find out. There's got to be some kind of switch so you can deselect or shut off or whatever inside some probably the device well, you somewhere. Try and use it to your favor and just be like, I want mention Dan Blakesley all the time. And, uh, you know, mention Tommy Alexander all the time. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. You're like, wow, Dan Blakesley's playing all over the place. I'm getting all these Blakesley ads. Right. On my, on my inbox. Use it to your advantage. Mm-hmm. So while you were doing, so while you were under the gun with all art, yeah, you also play out all the time. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you so play- that that was the thing. It was like last year, I realized I didn't play nearly as many shows as I normally do. You did, or and did so not. I didn't. 
And so this year I was trying to like book it like a ton because like the thing that really fulfills my soul so deeply is playing music. Yeah. It does like for a long time I was busking in the subway and it's like, oh my God, I could do it every day. So it like really helped like fulfill my soul, you right. know what I mean? And uh, and help get me groceries and such. Right, right. But but at the same time it's like it's really like you were saying yesterday, you're like, man, I'm I'm like freaking out. I haven't played a show in two days. <laughs> you know what I mean? It really does, it really does something uh, uh, to your body chemistry. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, like in between tours I feel like I start feeling like, oh man, like twitchy. Am I dying or something? <laughs> like I don't know how we, I don't know. I'll try to I'm very busy, but there's something about just being in out on the road and in it that I, I just love so much. Yeah. Do you play a lot of shows when you're back home in Oregon? Well, we're kinda really I have a band and we're trying to be very careful about not playing too much in Portland and sure. all that garbage or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's something real about not oversaturating. But so when we're when we're home, usually it's um, I'll pick up little gigs at, under side projects or. But it's you know, it's mostly on on the road. Yeah, yeah. Um, and since I'm more of a songwriter than a picker, I'm not really like the guy that people are calling to come. Right. Hey, come pick on my. Nobody's, right. nobody's calling me for that. So. <laughs> gotcha. Come play bass. It's like. They've seen me play bass. They, they can do better. Are you the bass player in your band? No. No. In my dream band. That's uh-huh. mostly just a dream, but <laughs> I do love bass. It's such a cool thing, but Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan too. I just I, I got started late. I just started playing yeah. a couple years ago and it's That's right. I'm not playing bass? What's that? Playing yeah, bass. Playing bass. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean it's I love it. It's, it's so, I don't know, it's just like the tactile sensation of mm-hmm. playing. I mean, plus it's four strings instead of six, so it's Right, right, and you can to, play less if you want to. Right. Yeah, you, yeah, you're really just playing one string at a time for the most part. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... I, I play a lot of air bass to my, with my gal when she's... Uh, she was like playing her song. She was playing a, a Madonna song the other day, and it's like really complicated. I'm like, man, there's no way I could actually play it on the bass, but I can go. Yeah. And I started like basing it up. I feel like that'd be the way for me to figure out a bass part. Figure out my head first instead of trying to figure out here and like right. sing it into like a microphone. And then sit down and try and figure that out. Right. I'm sure there are people that, that do that. Yeah. That's a good way, yeah. For- that's good. I like that. Yep. Even for guitar parts, that'd be. That's yeah. In, in my old band, love you. You know, twenty plus years ago, towards the end, it was me and the drummer that were. I was the vocalist in the band, but uh, me and the drummer were writing all the songs. But I was coming up with parts, but like I couldn't. I have one of your final forty-five. The the Plague Dogs EP. Yes. Nice. Uh, but. Our, our drummer was a better guitar player than our guitar player was, so he would write a lot of the music, but I would get ideas for riffs and stuff, and I couldn't play it for shit, so I would, you know, sing it into this little cassette recorder yeah. to save it and then play it for him, and he would figure it out, but after a while, he gave me an acoustic guitar, he's like, here, figure it out, oh. <laughs> he was tired of it. That's fine. Yeah. It's a good way for songwriting, I think, 
sometimes lyrics first and then music for me. Because mm-hmm. yeah. most of the stuff I come up with is not very complicated. So yeah. it's like, if I can't figure it out, like my guitar player or friend could, they'll be like, oh, it's just a, this is the math behind it. You choose whatever key you want to play it in. Right. But it's all the, you know, they're pretty simple for me. And then I'm like, oh, but when I go, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, that's actually still just the same. You're just going right, to the, right, the floor right. again in a different order. Yeah. Right. I'm like, oh, I'm not actually doing anything tricky. I'm just... So right. it kind of lends well to... The music that I like is actually pretty... Pretty straight, you know, forward. And there's still going to be some fun little parts and, and dynamics. But like, the music I gravitate towards is, is like folk, like Americana, rock and roll. Kind of just like... It's got a groove and it's got its... You know, it makes sense or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's nice. Sometimes lyrics first, or you know, or just a, a, a mumble. Really? Yeah. And then the words you can just be filled in. Yeah. You can pretty much say whatever you want. Right. If the if the melody's good. It's like uh, Lee Scratch Perry said about Bob Marley. He's like, he just makes the best melody. Right. So, such good melodies. And the lyrics just. Boom, boom, you get the, boom, the lyrics, you get the freedom. You can say whatever you want, and the right. melody is really there. Right, right. There is something to be, you know, usually people go, oh, the lyrics are great too, and this and that, but it's. The melody is allowing access to, to, to those lyrics. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hear from so many people all the time like, that don't pay attention to lyrics of, you know, well known songs all, yeah. all the time. Like, I don't remember what. Oh, it was uh, Brown Sugar by the Rolling Stones playing at work the other day, and I started when I'm work at work. It's a song I know, which is oftentimes the case. That right, I do know oftentimes he is a very musical mind. I will like speak, talk the words, like, yeah. sing them. Which I don't know why I started doing. That. I started doing that years ago, just like to goof around and. So I started doing it with brown sugar, and someone turned to me and they're like, "What are you saying?" Because I was like, "I'm just, I'm just speaking what the lyrics." They're like, "It doesn't say because you know there's, it, it's got some sort of seedy subject matter in that song." And I was like, "Yeah, that's what this song is about, you know." Uh, you know it's right. About, it's about heroin and slavery, and they're like, right. "No, it's not." And then I just, I, and then you know, some of the other lyrics came on, and they're like. I've heard this song for 40 years. I've never listened to the words. Before. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's what the song is about. Oh, wow. They're like, oh. People yeah. just get stuck on the... Yeah. Right, right, it could be right. in a different language. I've had people that don't speak English be like... You know, very good. Or, right. She's trying to say that she loves that song. I'm like, she doesn't know the words. Right. And I'm not here like being like, these words are so important. You know, I work so hard on them. Right. right. You know, there's more to it. Well, if it, yeah, if you think about it, like like melodies, right? It's like I, I met this this guy, this elderly guy, and he's like, we we got talking about uh, folk music and country and jazz and all this stuff. And he's like, the, the thing that's missing in a lot of music this day, these days is melody. He he said, you know, if it, uh, yeah, he was just talking about certain songs that he grew up with, and, I, and I'm I, I'm knowledgeable of all the stuff that he was talking about and I'm like oh yeah absolutely 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 what's up good to see you <laughs> yep. Chelsea Pauline he just walked by another uh, she's this awesome is my truth tell me yours uh, uh, she walks by it all the time 
No, but I, I've had her on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, heck so. yeah. Well, on the last, yeah, the last podcast. We should I, get her to say hi. But yeah, if she comes back by, we'll tell yeah. her to say hi. Because I this podcast has a history of, like, because I do, a, I record it a lot of times in, like, coffee shops and restaurants. And I had, so the very first one I did was with Mike then. Oh, and then classic. Three or four Love months Mike. later, I was recording just down the street at uh, Cabot Killam uh, with Judy Purrington. Mm-hmm. And Mike was walking by outside, saw us sitting there, came in to say hi, and Mike didn't notice the recorder, and he's like, hey, it's great to see you. I was like, hey, great to see you. This is my friend Judy, by the way. You're on the podcast now. And then when <laughs> I It's a good thing you told him that, because he might have just kept going. Right, and like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And then months later, I did a podcast with Chris Dempsey, yeah. and, and Judy popped in for that, so it has been like this leapfrog of... Uh, of uh, and now it's far enough along that uh, so Chris Dempsey actually accidentally like walked into one that I did a couple weeks ago, but he's like I'm supposed to be somewhere else, so I'm not saying he's like I'm not saying my name, but so if you're listening to this, you could figure out. Oh my out. goodness, that's yeah. so funny. They were supposed to be somewhere else. They were like, yeah, late. he's like I'm I'm running late. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be here right now. Uh, yeah, I was like, yep. So it's a former alumni, but yeah. So, so I'm I'm, I'm breaking out now because it's a different episode. So yep. if you heard a voice with no name attached to it a couple episodes ago, or a couple episodes from now, because I don't know when they're they're coming. That's so right, where they're airing. This will come out first because you guys have a tour. Um, uh, yeah. You're sweet, dude. Thank. Hey, I, well, that was the thing. I was just like, I mean, I always love sitting and, and chatting with Dan. Um, yeah. But, it's been, it had been a little while since we did the last one because, and the la- I also feel like it was under a tree in Prescott it, Park. Yeah, we recorded outside in the summertime in Prescott Park, and it was fairly windy, so the audio right. was not super great. So that was the rule that I uh, I made for myself. Indoors, going forward. yeah, it's got to be indoors. Even though it's like noisy here, this this is pretty good at like just picking up our voices and cutting a lot of the stuff out, and then Duncan does the rest of it. <laughs> oh, it's a little windy in here too. With Dr. Gas breeze. Breezy. Going back to what you were talking about about like, get, like emailing the people about when you were available, like yeah. Because I've picked your brain about that too. That's the toughest thing for me for art is having like the schedule. Chelsea, come say hi on the podcast. Come say hi. Chelsea Paolini. Uh, Who's Chelsea? Uh, Who's Tommy? Uh, hi. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. How's it going? Good. And I'm... she's wearing a Sam, pa- Sam Paolini yeah. artwork? Yeah, her sis. I was wearing a Sam Paolini shirt yesterday. Yeah. I wore one two days ago. Nice. Tommy, we got to get you one. Yeah, I need Let's go one. to Dover, New Hampshire. I just want to say that I really wanted to go to your show last night. Oh, yeah. No, but please. I have to wake up at 2.30 in the morning sometimes. Like, Girl, morning to are you kidding me? Don't worry. Oh, my God, you're yeah. sweet. What was it good? It was fun. Awesome. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Good to see you. Um, so when you emailed all those people back, like, w- was there any people, you know, a month or two later that didn't get back to you at all, like, had moved on? Like, no, I mean, the, look, I mean, luckily it was, like, New England. It was places right. where uh, I played or Tommy's played. So they people got back. It was pretty quick. What do you mean on his yeah, yeah, no, about the artwork. When you were when oh, you said people were reaching no, out to you on art. That was the thing, man. That was the that was the, the biggest pain in the neck was that 
people weren't getting back to me. Yeah. And I was in a, like a time uh, like uh, constraint because everyone I knew everyone wanted everything by the end of March. Right. So I was like freaking out trying to like get everyone to respond back. So I did all these ske- sketches. Do you like any of them? You know what I mean? And then and then luckily m- most of them they, they liked the the sketch and we went forward and I right. and I made the art and everything. But still I wasn't able to actually start anything almost till March first, which only left me uh, like t- twenty days or whatever, twenty five days to like finish that before I just start like really focusing on the tour right. and like getting stuff ready for that. So it was uh, it was a crazy month, but I'm oh. glad I did it all. How do you compartmentalize like when it's time for music, when it's time for art, or are you still working on trying none. to figure that out? There's none. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I've sort of figured out. Like in a in a like on a daily basis, I do I do both. I have to. If I don't play a song by the end of the day, I, I feel like I not the same. You know what I mean? It really fulfills my my soul. And uh, but I find that in a year, like in a whole year, I find that if I do artwork like a artwork like November through December but still playing shows because I have uh, a couple Christmas albums I came out with for, right. for my family and everything and so I end up playing those shows and doing those songs and uh, so I play sporadically during that period of time yeah. but then January, February, March I'm usually home at least January, February to, to do art projects and I play out very little right. and um because when the tape doesn't stick to the telephone poles, right. it's like uh, there's no, you know, obviously I'm not supposed to be putting right. up posters that time <laughs> of year. <laughs> but uh, And then usually like March through the rest of the year, I'm, I'm uh, able to tour, but I'm also doing art projects and I just bring them with me on the road. Yeah. So it's hard, like if I'm to do paintings, I can only do that January, February, or November, December. Right. But if I'm doing other artwork, I can take that with me. Yeah. So, yep, that's, which I'm doing today. I told Tommy, I was like, we're going to hang out today, but I'm also going to be sitting in a cafe doing some art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that, uh, that also fulfills my soul. <laughs> oh, for sure. That was yeah. the thing. I, was, I, I brought my... Uh, I, I brought my pencils sketch and pad. sketch pad, pad in because I got to work later today but I was like alright I got to get I got to get a little artwork done beforehand otherwise yep. I just my, my fingertips start to itch right yeah. I mean one of the other I, I have a part time job and then a full time job and the part time yep. job I have a lot of downtime so I usually can get a couple watercolor paintings done then but the full time job I don't have any downtime right, and right, so right. I can't get any artwork done then so I got to kind of eke it in where I can yep yeah. Yep. So, and October is pretty much always busy for uh, for the for your alter ego, Doctor Gas. Yeah. Or maybe Dan Blakesley's Doctor Gas alter ego. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, you you always do a weird like uh, shape tour. Tour. Yeah. Well, I only did one in the shape of Jack Lantern. Right. Well, that took thirty-one days. And that must uh, have been exhausting. <laughs> But it's so funny to make a jack o' lantern face on a map of New England. It was like, I couldn't really make it like circular. So I was like, hey, a misshapen jack o' lantern. Right. Because <laughs> I, I needed to hit Sleepy Hollow right. and Salem. 
Yeah. <laughs> and of course, like Burlington to make the stem right. of that area. But it's right. like, it's so funny to think about like, I think the, I can't remember the Burlington show I played next door over the river. Um, what, what, what town is directly over? Minuski. No, no, oh no, uh, over the, over the, where are you going to oh, take in New the, York? the, yeah. Oh yeah, Albany. No, 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 no. Uh, Plattsburgh. Plattsburgh, yeah. Right? So I played Plattsburgh, Burlington to make the top of the stem. Yeah. But then I also had to play like Montpelier. So it's like so funny to play a show a half an hour away, but it's like, if I make the stem look really tall, it just, it would seem weird. So, <laughs> so I did, so I did that. I played a show in Northern New York, just below Plattsburgh then I played Plattsburgh then I played Burlington over yeah. and then Montpelier to make that stem nice. anyway if you do a, a, a tour in the shape of anything it's really difficult yeah to like line up the dates to get good shows right <laughs> and uh because I had to play a couple ones where I was playing in like uh, a swamp or, or like in front of like a haunted house. But I'd video it and I'd be like, okay, this is an official show just so I can make this dot on the, on the, the jack-o'-lantern right. to connect it. But it's like, That's and awesome. I advertise it. Right. Anyway. Um, Not the best idea, but funny that I did it. It's amazing. <laughs> well, and it gives you, I mean, it gives you a story. True. And you had uh, there's a there's there's a reproduction of that mask in the in the that Dr. Gas record album. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. 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 Yeah. You've put out what a seven inch the, the vampire. Fish. Yeah, no, the, that's a twelve inch, isn't it? No, no, no vampire fish. Is a, uh, oh, well, I mean, vampire fish twelve inch. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And then I put out the the seven inch in in two uh, uh, other Halloween ones. Right. Yep. I had the Vampire Fish, I think it was the Vampire Fish CD single. No, it was Hip Hop Halloween. Oh, man. Oof. It's got a Not good. Oh, but fun. On. It's a lot it's, of fun. It's supposed, to be, it's supposed to be more like 80s uh, hip hop right. kind of vibe. Like, yeah. uh, the, my, my brother Daryl just like a wheelbarrow. Yeah, the fun, <laughs> fun hip hop. Right. Yeah, kind of silly Silly mm-hmm. hip hop. Yeah, I uh, about a thousand years ago, me and uh, Dave White put out Dance First Halloween record. Before it was they Dr. did, Gass. they uh, did yeah. on pink orange squirrel vinyl. Uh huh. It's Spider Bite Records. Spider Bite Records. The, Cotton Pony Music. The now defunct Spider Bite Records. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny because every once in a while, they'll pop, I I'll see them pop up on eBay for a lot more than what we sold it's so crazy yeah Yeah. they go for they go for about a hundred dollars a piece now no yep what yep yep good god I have one should I sell it I have two copies I have the one (laughs) from the original run which you you wrote me a nice little little note inside there and then I found one in um, Phoenix, Arizona when I was living out there. I found it in a secondhand shop, and I was like, well, I need to have another one. Every once in a while, Jason Cole uh, will tell me. I like, love Jason I'm Cole. a big Jason oh fan, God. too. And uh, so he's, a, he's a guy I used to work with at the record store. Now he just uh, sells stuff. Sells out of his house. Right? Yeah, on eBay. Exclusively. Like, that's how he makes his living. Mm-hmm. And he finds you know rare records all the time. And he'd be like, hey, I got a Blakesley record. I'll, I'll, I'll sell it to you cheap 50 bucks I'm like, I'm like I already paid more than 50 bucks for that record man 
Because yeah. I, I don't remember how many we did. It was like... 500. Okay. I, yep. I know it was it was low, low thing, but it was all right. hand silk screen covers. And, yep. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> That's really cool. Well, I remember at the time we were selling them there for what I thought was a lot for a 7-inch. Like, not, not unwarranted, because it was all completely hand-done. Right. It was like 7 or 8 bucks. Yeah, it was like, yeah, 7 bucks, but it was so crazy, it cost us five fifty to make each one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's <laughs> funny, because, so we weren't really making anything. Now, that's pretty much the average price of a 7-inch, mm-hmm. and unless it's a record store day thing, and then they're like $13 for a 7-inch. Right. songs. Right. That's crazy. Just well, like cookies, man. So expensive to make to do vinyl, I guess. Yeah. Yep. But just like cookies, it used to be you go to a cafe, you get a cookie. Yeah. It's like buck fifty, buck twenty five. Now it's like now it's two seventy five. Yeah. And you know what? I don't fall for that. For a cookie. Yeah, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a cookie connoisseur. Yeah, you are. What's your? But I can still find them. What's your favorite? What's my favorite here? Oh, ginger molasses. Without any question. That or oatmeal raisin, which I've been told is a boring choice, but I don't care how I do it. But you know what? If it's a good one, it's a good one. Oatmeal chocolate. What's your favorite cookie, Tommy? I think peanut butter. You had that yesterday here. Even though that might just be something that I've been telling myself since I was a kid. Yeah. But I think it is. Is it because the pattern, the fourth pattern at the top? No, I, I just love peanut butter. Mm-hmm. The taste. Yeah. Well, we, I got you a hookup in the car. We have peanuts and peanut butter crackers. But I love all cookies, really. I've never peanut had butter crackers. Hell yeah, Ritz. Oh, they don't yeah. put sugar in their crackers. Oh, so they're like peanut butter sandwiches. Sandwich crackers. I got you a package deal. Need some more hot water, quick. All right. Yeah, that's. So I discovered a few years ago that I have nut allergy and like what? everything. Peanut, peanut how did you, how did you find that out? I don't know if you remember. Just super crazy reaction? I, yeah, but we didn't know that's what it was for the longest time. I don't know if you remember. There was like three months where I was in and out of ICU. I remember. Yeah, yeah. that's what it was. So it's pecans and walnuts is the main thing, but peanuts to a lesser extent. But peanuts is in more stuff than anything else. Right. It's all crushed up and everything. And for right. a while, we thought almonds and cashews were okay for me, but like... I've started having the reaction not as bad but like so if walnuts and pecans were like a 10 peanuts would be like a 6 and then almonds are like a 4 so if you're like oh I'm going to have 4 peanuts you'd be would it, would, it, would it be the kind of thing where you'd be paying for it and you'd be like but I really like peanuts so it's weird yeah, like really, me I'm partially lactose intolerant oh, I'm super and if I, if I get if I get an ice cream the night before, it is the most amazing, indulgent experience, but the next day, I am paying for it. It's funny. I feel crazy. I, I had a conversation with my brother, Chris Chase, several years ago. I love I was, Chris Chase. I was like, hey man, you know how after you eat ice cream, like 45 minutes later, you're like crapping your brains out? He's like, I do know about that. He's like, you know, that's not normal, right? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you're lactose intolerant, dude. And I was like, well... That doesn't mean I'm going to stop eating ice cream. He's like, oh, no, me neither. I just, you know. <laughs> right. It's good to know. It's just right. the, the consequences. You just know the consequences. Like people who drink heavy, they're like, I know. Or, you know, when they're drinking heavy, they don't know that they're going to feel the way they do in the morning. But right. going in, you must know that the next day you're going to wake up feeling like crap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, 
that was the thing that I was just like, well, that's going to be the result, but it's worth it. But it's, I think this is actually, I'm doing no flour and no sugar right now. Oh, yeah. um, so I think this is the longest I've gone without having ice cream as an adult. It's been oh, like, you know, nice. like three, three months. It's also been the cold time of year, so it's good. Yeah, I'd never let that stop you from that oh, yeah, ice right, cream. Right. I, I mean, it's the, the irony is I live four doors down from an amazing local ice cream place now, too. You know, yep. Lagos on Route 1? Yeah. Yeah, I live, oh, like, no right down way. the street wow. from there. I'm in walking distance, but, yeah. And they just opened a couple weeks ago, so. Wow. I think I think once I hit my next, like, goal on the weight loss thing, mm-hmm. I'm going to treat myself to an ice cream there, but I got a little ways to go yeah. still. Heck yeah. Yeah, I did, like, a elimination kind of, yep. you know, uh, diet thing, and... It's really interesting. I was talking to Dan about, yeah. like, you know, usually around 8, 9 o'clock, I kind of get a little tired from the day. I'm like, oh, it's been a long day. I'm tired. Yep. But when I was doing this food thing, I was realizing I wasn't tired at that time of the day. Sugar crash? Sugar, uh, like too much bread. Too yep. much. I just, I eat Late excess. Night. So well, even, we even if it was, night owls. Yeah. yeah, and even if it was just like dinner time, my, my, my lady and I went for our anniversary to to get uh, Chinese food. That was kind of where I broke the, the diet. Ladies, sorry, Tommy's taken. <laughs> and and I, um, I remember just driving home being like, I'm exhausted. And I'm like, oh, it's not from the day. It's from that meal I just right. ate. Right. And that's the feeling of the, your body trying to process it, digest it, or my body was just trying to right. figure it out. And I always thought I was just tired. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's no, it's just your body's it, like, it's, no, it's, I need all the energy to do this it's right so now. so weird. So I, weird. I used to get that, like, my my ritual uh, when I was living in Jerome, Arizona, uh, where there was recently a Dan Blakesley t-shirt spotting there. I saw there. that. so yeah. weird. Um, yeah. My, uh, a good friend of mine uh, lives out in this tiny little town in Arizona. Her and I lived together out there, but... And you... Did you stay with her? You visited her I when you were with her. Yep. Yeah, That's yeah. where I saw um, my first tarantula on the street. Yep. Uh, uh, but she sent me a picture randomly like three days ago. She's like, look who just look what just came into the store. And I didn't recognize the person at first. And then I looked and I was like, oh, she was wearing a Dan Blakesley T-shirt. So, uh, oh. but my ritual there would be on my nights off from the restaurant that I worked at. I would make like, you know, pasta with garlic bread. Which I love, and then as like ten minutes after eating it, I'm like really exhausted. Yeah. I, I, like I want to take a nap now, and it was just like all the all the all the carbs, oh, yeah. all the carbs were just like wiping me out. Totally, it's, yeah. it's weird. I wonder, like I used to be such like a like a pot, pasta hound, like I cook all the time, all the time, all the time. And I found out I'm, I have this like a, glu- a gluten thing, but it's not so much where it where it's I have to stop eating bread or, or wheat or whatever or gluten but it's like I, I'm i cutting down because I notice I feel more bloated or whatever the other day I took my gal out for a, she, she wanted to go to a spaghetti restaurant yeah. <laughs> so we went to to uh, this amazing amazing Italian restaurant in uh, Providence and it was the meal was so incredible yeah but it's like it lasted that whole night through the next afternoon where I felt lethargic the entire time yeah. after eating and I'm like wow I just I don't eat pasta all that much yeah. but it's like I love it yeah. and it's like I couldn't wait to have 
the leftovers the next day and it happened again. I was yep. like, man, this is terrible. I've been doing rice pasta and it's pretty good, but it's yeah. not the same. It doesn't give you the same. There is there is one that uh, one that I've tried that's like a gluten free one. I can't remember if it's rice or whatever it's it is. It's so good. It's like you almost don't even like know. That. You almost don't know. I like the quinoa one. Or like um I, I discovered recently uh, cauliflower made into rice. Yeah. You just freeze it what? and it's, it, it kind of looks like rice. It kind of tastes like rice. And I actually have a hard time with rice too. So it's, it all kind of. Yeah. Wow. It's all tough for me. But um, cauliflower rice, I eat a bunch of it, put a bunch of veggies, some chicken, eat the whole thing, and I still don't feel like I need to take a nap. It's right. kind of you, far You know out. what's crazy? You think about like, like when I was growing up, I didn't know one person that had an allergic reaction to anything. Right. It was like, or it was like maybe nuts. Right. But it wasn't, there wasn't like all these other things. It's so funny. Everyone's got like sensitive, like. I know very few people that can eat anything across the board now. Everyone's got like, oh, I steer clear of this. I steer clear Well, maybe people are just becoming more aware of why they feel. Right, right, right. But I also think so much of the way food is handled in this country has gotten out of control. Yeah. Right, right, But I also right. think it was like when we were kids, it was happening too, and there weren't alternatives. So I think like we had a lot of that in our system well, for Well, we so probably long. only ate like hot dogs and Twinkies. Yeah, exactly. And I got like inoculated with like uh, these for ear infections as a kid and other things. They were like, we're going to give you antibiotics. We're going to give you this. And I don't think historically people have been getting like inoculated as children. Right. So then your gut bacteria is just shot, and then like trying to build right, up, right, right, right. That's build the up your most gut bacteria thing, right? again. Once it's been like as a kid, because well, you know, and this is beyond theoretical. There's, people, there's doctors that have like gotten a lot of information now just about how these, you know, as a kid, if people are totally inoculated they end up having digestive issues. Right. Right. And then you can reintroduce a lot of the stuff, but it takes a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's what we get. This is what the cards we were dealt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's funny, because my, uh, my full-time gig, I work at a, a grocery store. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, we have all the cart wipes right there, and I see adults doing that all the time. I'm like, thank God for that, because oh, yeah, you remember all those people who died when we were growing up from the <laughs> yeah. cart I noticed, that, I noticed like, someone that did that the other day, and I'm like, why? Well, never all the time, and we're, you know, I'm right free. We survived. We're fine. <laughs> it makes you stronger. Yeah. Just don't lick it. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you might once in a while get a little... A sniffle. Sniffle from it. And, you know, then you're just better, you're stronger for it. Yeah. <laughs> That's your they, there's, I mean, it's even mainstream shit now that, oh, if your kid drops something on the ground, maybe don't wipe it off once in a while. Like, that's what, like, mainstream... This way they'll get now. used to... Like, yeah, they're like, right. oh, just if get If you're too protected. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, And right, then, you know, it's... You don't have to be i I'm not really a math guy, but if you're killing 99.9% of the germs, you're, there's the 0.1% is that super strong germ, that, or just the lucky germ that didn't die, and then that's the one that re produces and we created super germs like that we just we're like super Mm -hmm. good at creating super germs Mm -hmm. you know so I'm kind of just like gross by that's what I've chosen right gross is my religion (laughs) gross is my religion it's a good name for an album I do wash my hands but I I wash them um, before I pee 
That's I do the exact same thing. And I learned about that in South Park. It makes way more sense. Because wow. <laughs> yeah, your hands are touching stuff. Your hands are so time. dirty. Yeah, well, you, your junk's been in your pants the whole you time. You go to pee, hopefully. you touch your junk, and with dirty hands, and then you wash them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because so, for some reason. That makes sense, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got it backwards on this. Yeah. Yeah. Wash my hands beforehand. <laughs> Nice. You try to get the door handle with your elbow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the door handles are the fresh, right. clean hands. You don't want to mess them up already. <laughs> yeah, or kick the flusher with your foot. Right. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> so you guys don't have any days off on this tour, do you? We have mm-hmm. one day off yeah. in Burlington, but I think I might try to get us something going. You know, Burlington or in Providence. Oh no, no, no. That's right, because we're we're so we're doing Burlington. Then we're going to Beckett, Massachusetts. Then we're playing Lower Vermont. Pittsfield, yeah. or not lower, but but, and then we're going back to Burlington to play. Then we have a day off. And we were thinking about go to do some busking. Oh, busking in, in Boston. Boston. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got that little speaker. Got that little busking that rig. Mine. I would yep. love to go to Boston. Nice. Yeah, dude. Let's do done. That. Done. Let's do that. Do you guys do any songs together on the show? We haven't. We didn't last night. But I do know a couple. I know a couple of your tunes. That song about the um, Valentino. Oh, I I remember that since the first time I heard it. Oh no way! That's like one of my favorites. That is awesome. It's so funny. At that period last night, my drummer was like, "All right, I'm gonna hop to Jonathan Blakes. We love you." My drummer was like, "I'm gonna hop to the bar real quick and get get a beer because he doesn't come in." for a little bit on that song but there was a long wait at the bar and so it's like we get to the co- the chorus and I'm like Jim are you serious Joe yes peace we, so we get we get to the to the part in the chorus I'm like ah okay he'll come he'll come on the next chorus you know he'll be done at the bar at the next chorus he's getting a round of beers for the guys in the band as we're playing a song and uh, so we get to the second chorus he's not there He's still in line. I'm like, dude, come on. It can wait. And then you would the think third, the, the last chorus. Would, would let him cut the, the line. The third, he's a polite dude. Yeah. The third, last chorus came, and I was like, well, I guess Jim didn't play for this one. And then he started walking up to his drum set as we were finishing the third, the last one. And I'm like, let's do it again. So he hopped up there, and he got in there. It was kind of perfect. It was kind of good. Maybe yeah. he shouldn't come in until the very last one. Right. And just kind of, that's his time to get beers. Get beers yeah. <laughs> well, whenever the beers get got and he comes in. Right. Right. <laughs> you should do the reverse and like, as penance for being late, you should have made him do like a, like a five minute drum solo while right. you guys all got drinks. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> that's funny. Right. When, when, Ready oh to go, John God. Bonham. We're going to go get something to drink. Amazing. He could John Bonham it. Guaranteed. Mm. It's funny. I, uh, listening in the car because I do a lot of driving yeah I was I, I, I fished out a Van Halen live I re- wait I remember you, this is the most beautiful thing Scott Chase drove what was it seven and a half hours to come see my show to stay for 45 minutes then to drive 44 hours south to stay with a friend in Maine are you talking about when you played Stockholm? Yes. No, I saw you. I saw your whole show. You did? Yeah. Oh no, that's right. That's right. Well, I, I said that, and I was like, "Man, don't." You can stay here, and you're like, 
Well, actually, there's this gal. Yeah. That I want to hang out with later tonight. I'm like, dude, you won't get there until 2 a.m. Yeah, so I drove <laughs> like, back down to Bangor, man. Yeah. <laughs> And it's weird just saying the sentence awesome. I drove back down to Bangor, Maine. Yeah, I know, right? That yeah. seems weird. Well, it's funny because I had never, and I was just telling someone the other day about Stockholm because I had never been there before. Uh, and I said, you know, I went up there for uh, a show and, uh, to, you know, to see you play. And because I looked at the map, because Bangor is about four hours from here. And looking at the map, you know, so it, right here, it looks like it's not Bangor, that far. Here's Stockholm. So I was like, oh, 45 minutes. No, it's like another it's like two an and a half, almost two three, hour, three hours. Yeah. Because it's just, it's there's no main roads. It was so weird because once I got off the highway, I don't know what road it was, but I had my dog with me and she needed to get out and pee. So we get out and I'm on the road and you can see for a mile north and south of you it's just a straightaway and there's trees everywhere and I'm walking and I was like what's that sound and then I realized it wasn't a sound it was the lack of sound it was like all I could hear was just this you know it wasn't a windy day but I could hear like the wind moving through the trees you couldn't hear anything yeah and then all of a sudden I hear like a little bit of a rumbling and I I didn't even see it for a while, but it was a car maybe a mile away coming up coming up the road. You know, it was a two-lane road at this point. And hear my dog's nails on the tarmac as she's walking, <laughs> and that was it. And I was like, wow, this is the quietest I think I've ever heard it in America before. <laughs> right. I've been to some places in South America where it's that quiet if you get far out there, but yep. yeah, it was crazy. That's yeah, awesome. and it was just, how many people do you think live in Stockholm? It's like 300. Yeah, something like that. Yep. Yeah, it was... Uh, you played with Travis Sear? Travis Sear, yes. He's a good friend of mine. He books that room. Yeah. Yep. Great musician. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's my first time first time hearing him. Yep. Nice. This is so cool. This is your brother's shop. Yeah. Is this your first time at White, White Heron? Oh, uh, well, yesterday was my first time. But, yeah, yep. it's like... It makes sense. It's like Dan has an awesome brother who makes awesome tea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like... You know, in a great town, uh, it's really nice to be here. Yeah. I feel like I'm uh, kind of just—I don't know. When I first came to New England, it was like I landed in New Jersey, and I like love New Jersey. You yeah. know, I just love it. I kind of yep. miss it. I love how weird it is. That's not New England. I know, but all right. Okay, so but I, I had stopped. But I still love New well, Jersey. Like, just for those New it, Jersey, North Jersey, right. be like New England. No. A lot of people think not New, New York, York is either. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. New York is in New England. Yep. Connecticut, Massachusetts, Vermont, Rhode Island, Rhode Island, Island New Maine. Hampshire, Maine. And what about the really tiny one? Rhode, Rhode Island. Island. What's the even smaller one? Delaware. 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 Nope. Delaware. Rhode Island's smaller. Delaware is. Rhode Island. No. Shit. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. No, no. Delaware Rhode Island is the smallest, and it's not. It's yeah. Wait, isn't Delaware the smallest? I looked it up uh, it at the time. Neither uh, are the least populated. Uh, I believe. I think why. Oh, I believe you're right. There's more you're people really in Rhode Island. Yeah. Hang on, we're gonna we're gonna use the interwebs and solve. Hey, Rhode this Island is right. smaller than Rhode Island's the smallest state, uh, but oddly there. enough, it has the largest capital building of the New England states. It did. Oh, it thinks huge. Yeah, oh I did God. a. Uh, so it's beautiful. That's cool. The week before my 40th birthday, I did. I visited all six 
New England State Capitals in 24 hours. Isn't that amazing? And uh, and took a picture with it. So let's see. All right. So Rhode Island is, uh, yeah, is the smallest. It's 1,214 square miles, and the population is the 44th. Uh, There's 1 million... And 57,315 people who live in Rhode Island. So Delaware. Well, I'm just reading off. I think Wyoming is only like 500,000 people in the whole huge state. Delaware is the 49th uh, area-wise. It's it's 1,982 square miles. So there's it's got almost 800 square miles more than Rhode Island. But Mm -hmm. population... Uh, it's 45th, so there's less people in Delaware than in Rhode Island, even though Rhode Island is small. So we got 45th and 44th. Yeah. So there's five more states. So Alaska probably has less yeah. people. Yeah. Wyoming. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Wyoming is the 50th. Wyoming is the least populated yeah. state. Yeah. yeah. Like 500,000 or something. I remember being a kid and it was under 500. I think they've made some moves. They've got they've got some more people coming in there. Yep. Uh, what what happened out there? Oh no, what did happen? Someone fell? Oh, I didn't know someone fell. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Shoot. 577,000 people in one Yep. She's going to be having it. Wow. So, 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 someone was injured outside. Uh, yeah, I didn't know. Like, it's, it's funny. It's like, I didn't I didn't see anything. Oh. I didn't see anything. Jonathan Blakesley's on the case. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Oh, bummer. Yep, yep. He's trying to do his stitches. Well, Maine is... Oh, Maine's a lot bigger up there. than New Hampshire, but there's less but people there's who live in Maine. Less people, than yeah, yeah. Especially North. Northern. Well, I guess Vermont probably has less people. Vermont's probably up there too. I think Vermont yep. has. It's gotta be. It's gotta be Vermont and Alaska and Wyoming and Maine and Rhode Island, and Delaware, right? Forty-four through fifty. Scott's checking it out right now. I'm, I'm on the. I'm on the case. I'm on the Hawaii. I wonder. No, they got a big couple big cities. Yeah, Honolulu's pretty big. Uh, have you ever seen that t-shirt you know that that like don't mess with with Texas or whatever have you seen there's a t-shirt where it shows Rhode Island's relation to Texas size wise Uh Rhode Island's like like the size of a postage stamp and like you know uh, like Texas is like you know whatever like a hundred times that it says don't mess with Rhode Island either yeah Uh, I'm like that is genius Vermont is 49th for population and Maine is the world please. Yeah, forty second. Oh, wow. Well, it was one of the things that like amazed me was like crazy. I know, you know, I lived in New England most of my life, and like spatially, it never really like it didn't occur to me like the size of it until I left because I I did one day in. Arizona, where I was yep. in the northeastmost corner, and then at the end of the night we were at the southwestmost corner, and we did it in one day. It was about a nine-hour drive. Yeah. And then someone's like, "Oh yeah, you can fit all of New England plus Pennsylvania inside of Arizona." And I was like, "That's not true." And then I looked at the map. I was like, "Maybe." And then I looked it up online. And I was like, "Oh, you definitely can do that." So I was like, "Okay, if I did this in Arizona, I could do all of New England in one day." That's where I got the idea to do. <laughs> 
to do all the state capitals. And then, you know, a couple couple years later... How long did you spend in each one? Had a cup of coffee. Uh, took a picture. Is it the is, is it the same tour where you had do the piece of art in every state? That's no, different. but that's where that was sort of like my dry run for that tour. Right, um, right, right. I uh, no, I was just like because I figured if I stop and get a coffee, that's going to be that constitutes being there. So what I did was <laughs> I left I left my house. <laughs> what do you think of my man Scott Chase? He's <laughs> rad, right? I left my house uh, at the time, Hampton Beach, New Hampshire. Yep. At 11 o'clock at night on a Friday night, I drove up to uh, Augusta, Maine. That's the capital. Yeah. 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 Yep. I stayed in a Motel 6 for six hours, like got some sleep. Nice. Got up, got some coffee, took a picture of the state capital, drove to uh, Montpelier, Vermont. Hell yeah. Oh, up and over the top. The uh, King of Mingus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude. It's so beautiful. Love that road. Got some coffee at Capitol Grounds in Montpelier. (laughs) My favorite coffee shop. Right on the backside of Bert Bert Spieler's record That's right. Oh, my God. Um, And then I went to Concord, New Hampshire. Yep. Had lunch. at my, My friend owns a a uh, Moe's sub shop. So nice. I had lunch there. Took a picture of the Capitol building there. Uh, I forget where I got coffee there. Then I went to um, Hartford, Connecticut. Yep. Uh, just got coffee at a Dunkin' Donuts at that one because I couldn't. Find you didn't it. have time to like mess well, around <laughs> trying I to find people. <laughs> I was like, someone recommended me a good coffee place in Hartford. Yep. And I had a couple people like, do what Google's for. I'm like, yeah, but I know enough people. Someone should know a good coffee shop in Hartford, but nobody right. came up with anything. So I just got Dunkin' Donuts, took a picture there, went to Providence. Uh, and at this point, it was like nine o'clock at night. And I was like, I- I'm just going to get a water. I just want to have You can't have six copies. So, yeah, it's a picture. Drove to Boston. Was it lit up? It is lit up. Yeah, it's night. lit up. Yeah. It's beautiful at Boston and then got home at 1045 Saturday night. So so 23 hours and 45 minutes <laughs> and did amazing. all six of them. That's yeah, and then awesome. so, so I had, after I did that, I decided I was going to visit all 50 states on a road trip, which I didn't quite do because I didn't get right. Alaska or Hawaii in there. I've been to Hawaii before, and I'm planning Alaska this this fall to go up to Alaska to finally do that because that's the only one of the states I haven't been to at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But on that trip, I did I did a painting in each state as well. So yeah. awesome. you should one. do it. It's it's too bad. It's like it's funny when the the first cross country U.S. tour that I went on, I told myself, man, you know what? I could book shows where I'm playing like every night in a different state or a different town or whatever and or I could like in, really enjoy the trip and like spend like like four days in one state or like a couple days in one town and really explore around that and like really so I did it that way it's sort of like I tried like saving up some dough and like okay this is gonna be this is gonna be a tour and but it's also going to be like a vacation in, in a way and also a way to see friends that's the thing it's like I put out a thing on Facebook saying hey hello USA where should I go to on my first ever cross country tour right. and of the friends that wrote back to me I, I, that were like hey you should come to my town and play this place or just 
come and hang out where you're coming through and we'll get a meal or whatever. Yeah. And so so I was able to see a lot of old pals that I haven't seen in, in decades on, did, on a store. So great. I did the same thing for my trip. I had stayed with a lot of friends, some I hadn't seen in five years, ten years. Uh, yep. I stayed with a couple people I went to high school with I hadn't seen since 1994. But like, because of social media, you can keep in touch or get back in touch with people. Uh, it was great because there was, there was some people I hadn't seen in literally decades and they're just like picked up like no time had passed. What was crazy was, uh, so my buddy Sam lives in Missoula, Montana. Yeah. I had reached out to... Um, does he book a weird movie, B-movie concert series? I mean, uh, not concert series, but series. No. Why, well, do you know someone out, out in yeah. Missoula who does that? Yeah. Well, it was funny. I had reached out, because I was also doing, for that trip, I was doing a bunch of podcasts as well. And I reached out to a friend from Arizona and I said, hey, I'm doing this trip. We'd love to sit down with you for my podcast while I'm at it. She's like, Awesome. Let me know when you're going to be in Montana. I said, oh, you're in Montana now, not Arizona? She's like, yeah, I moved here a few months ago. I said, where? She said, Missoula. I was like, really? So, you know, through figuring stuff out, she lived like four doors down from my buddy Sam, who I went to high school with. They had never met or anything like that, but she had she had a show coming up the week I was out there at a venue. Yep that one of his co-workers books so it was like a weird like very like you know six degrees of separation right. and I think he and his wife ended up going to see her show I wasn't there for this was a couple days after I left because I had to keep moving but uh, it's just such a weird small world thing and then yeah. she just she just moved to Portland Oregon actually yeah. Yeah. that's, right. that's yeah. where Tommy is well my friends uh uh, there's, a, there's a band that I met in Arizona who lives in Portland now too as a husband and wife uh, uh, they have a band called the Upper Strata uh, they, they live in Portland now too yeah, I stayed with them when I was out in Portland yeah. it's a good town it is a fun town Tom, was- Tommy put me up for three days we did some hanging out and playing show up there I had such a blast because the last the first time I came through Portland it was like last minute I didn't even know I was going to be there and hooked up a last minute uh, house show with uh, um, uh, with a friend and uh, but only had 24 hours in town so I didn't have a chance to explore and I'm like man this time I want three days in that town yeah get yeah. some hangout time yeah it's a good time mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot to do a lot to see yeah I got kind of overwhelmed when I was there because I was like, there's so much to do. And I think I was there for maybe 48 hours. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, it's one of those places where it's, you know, there's different, uh, there's, well, it's like, uh, there's so many shows. It's probably Boston. There's so many places. Right, so many right, right. Museums. Right. And if you just start thinking about all that, you're like, oh, God. You stay <laughs> home. Yeah. Too overwhelmed to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was one of the things that when I was out there, because I also have a bunch of friends from this area, people I knew from Arizona who all moved to Portland. And they're like, oh, yeah, let's hang out. Let's hang out. I'm like, cool. I got four hours of time. If you right. want to meet me somewhere, we can get coffee. And they're like, no, no, no come out and do this. Like, I, I, I don't have time. I'd love to see you. But, you know, time is of the essence. Right, Cause right, right. Especially because you're going through it quick. Yeah, and I was staying with... with uh, uh, Jonathan and Regula, uh, they mm-hmm. put me up. So I felt like 
I needed to spend some time with them too. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 This was. I mean, that trip was sort of like a like a Whitman sampler of the United States for me, and like gave me some ideas of like places. Amazing. I'd I'd love to go and visit again. You know, you're like, I like this one. This one was good. This one. This one had coconut in it. I don't know if I need to go back there. I know which one had coconut in it. Yeah. Yep. So what's next musically for the two of you guys? Um, well, other than this tour, yeah, yep. Um, I go to Montana in June for a tour, and then before that, actually, Alaska in May. To Alaska? Yeah, nice. So that That's amazing. Yeah. What? How many shows are you playing up there? It's gonna be like ten shows. Nice. Yeah. Are you on? Are you on social medias? People are looking for you to follow. Yeah. You? TommyAlexandria.com and then from there you can find everything. Cool. Mm-hmm. What about you, Dan? What's, what, what's on the horizon? Well, I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting ready to, to record an album in a, in a, a solo acoustic album yeah. with, a, with a, a, like a field recorder and much like the one that we have before us right now. Right. Do a little tap on the recorder. Sorry, I probably shouldn't have done that. But anyway, uh, so I'm going to uh, record songs in places that have been really meaningful through uh, to me through the years. Yeah. And like certain songs, I feel like, uh, like I need to record this at this uh, certain spot. There's this place in uh, um, Bethel, Vermont, and it's called Pea Vine Park. And we'll, we'll hit that, Tommy, on the on the way up there. I'll show it to you. Cool, it's awesome. like this amazing, amazing little park that I randomly found because I had a car that would overheat uh, easily, so I can only drive like two hours, and then the car would start like the, you know the. the so you gotta give it a little right, rest. Right. So I gotta give it a little rest. And so I pulled over, and I just happened to pull over to this park in that in that town just to like stop the car for like an hour, and uh, and it's just. One of those places I've gone gone to every single time I go up to Burlington, I always stop at this park. And it's just cool. like it's uh, it really uh, it's like a healing spot. It's kind of crazy, and uh, I've written many songs there. Yeah. And just it's always good. it's got good energy. So I want to record in in places like that, like a, one song, and then a song at my grandparents' camp up in Maine, and then uh, some other spots in New England. So it's going so, to be like a solo acoustic, acoustic patchwork quilt. Right, right, record. right. Exactly. Nice. Patchwork quilt. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the next thing. I don't know when, you know, I'm, I'm going to release it. I'm still trying to recover financially from the last record. Sure. And, <laughs> so it'll, it'll, be a wi- it'll be a while. Yep. Nice. Or maybe not. You never know. Who knows? Yeah. Just let them know. And you said you play in a band as well. What's what's the name of your band? Or it's just Tommy Alexander. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the last couple of years has been mostly band tour. Cool. Now it's kind of um, I'm looking to do more solo stuff and cool. just get out more. Is the Alaska shows? Is that going to be solo? It's a duo. Actually. Okay. It's my guitar player and nice and myself and then um, awesome. and then John Freeburn. Long Gone John. Oh my God, I love that He's guy. coming. And, um, to yeah. the Alaska one? Yeah. Holy smokes, he is so pumped. Where are yeah. you playing in Alaska when you're there? We're doing three shows in Anchorage. Anchorage. We're doing <laughs> Denali, uh, Talkeetna, 
Um, a lot of funny names that I can't remember. Yeah. Alaska's actually going to be my 49th state. Nice. Um, I haven't been to um, South Dakota. Dakota. As someone who's been for South Dakota fairly recently, I don't recommend it. I, I got to hit my 50th <laughs> state. Yeah, exactly. I saved uh, it for last. Is that the coconut? No, the oh. West Virginia was the coconut. Oh. <laughs> West Virginia bumped Florida out of last place for my least favorite state in the country. <laughs> I mean, I can't say definitively because I've been to Alaska, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to like Alaska better than both West Virginia and Florida. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got one Florida trip, and it was actually pretty sweet because yeah. it was it, it flew to Miami and then went to the Keys. Nice. The keys are pretty far out. That's what I've heard. It's like a whole different world down there. Wow. And it's just never been trippy. there. Trippy. There's all these cats in Key West that um. I'm picturing fuzzy kittens. No. But they just walk around. They kind of run. They, they kind of run the town. These cats. They're the oh Hemingway. actual cats. Hemingway oh, I thought you were cat. messing. I thought you were saying, hey those man, cats. those cats. Because Hemingway know. lived down there, and he liked to have six. He he, he had these cats, and some they all had six fingers, six toes. And he would like take care of them, and they yeah. kept having breeding. More so, toes so than now they have these, these Hemingway cats down there, and then there's, there's roosters walking around everywhere. It's yeah. really weird. It's wow. Chickens everywhere. That is awesome. You can like see Cuba, you're like, oh, that's cute. That's pretty wild, yeah. I've never been on the beach. That's the mm-hmm. spot. Nice. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, I appreciate you taking the time. Heck yeah! Always great chatting with you. Nice to meet you. Great chatting with you. you. And, uh, yeah, the same here. Awesome. Nice. Thank you, Scott David Chase. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Dan Blakesley. Yes. Oh, uh, before I forget, happy spring Halloween. Thank you, and happy birthday uh, the day after. Oh, thank you. It was yesterday, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Sweet. <laughs> it wasn't your birthday, too, was it? No. When's yours? Halloween. No way, Halloween rules. Nice. Happy Halloween. That's why when you said something Jesus. about the old Halloween candy, I said oh it'd be old birthday candy. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, Scott, when's your birthday? December 15th. Oh my god. Yeah. Happy birthday early. Thanks. To both of you guys. Thank you, thank you. Oh, yes. Awesome.